It seems like it's a time for decision. So we have to make the right decisions. That's today's topic on Truth to Ponder. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. This is Jim Calhoun sitting in for Bob Bierman today. And Bob will be back tomorrow with another great episode of Truth to Ponder. I really do appreciate you tuning in and listening to my episodes of Truth to Ponder. And I'm very thankful to Bob Bierman for him allowing me to come and speak with you every Wednesday. That means a lot to me. Well, today was a very busy day. As a matter of fact, if you look at everything that I do, I'm a one-man show all the way around. And with my music, I'm a one-man show. And with my broadcasting, I know I help Bob Bierman, but as far as editing and producing and coming up with the shows, he's a one-man show with his episodes, and I'm a one-man show with mine. And of course, I'm a one-man show with my other two shows. And so I stay awful busy. But it never ceases to amaze me that God will put something on my heart that I better start putting the Wednesday program together. And it hasn't failed me yet. And this is episode 104. And it seems to me that God wants me to talk about certain subjects. And so that's what I talk about. And today I'm going to be talking about where your true allegiance lies. And that's really a big question. When you look at how everything is today, all the chaos and the corruption, the evil, the spirit of Antichrist, the lies, it's everywhere. And we're inundated with it. And the propaganda that we're subject to every day, every minute of every day, is amazing. I doubt if too many people know if the thoughts they have are really theirs or not. Maybe it's something they heard someone say on a news program or on the radio. Maybe a friend said something. And then automatically people start parroting things. It seems like people have become parrots and sheep. And the ones that are wide awake, and I'm saying truly wide awake, and I'm guessing that to be maybe one one hundredth of one percent of the population. Now, I know there's more people more awake than that, but I'm talking about the ones that really see all of the propaganda and they see things as they really are. It's a very, very small number of people. And I hope that I'm among that group. I think that I am, but I can't be the judge of that. But I do know that I'm hearing from people that are definitely wide awake and they see the whole picture. And when you look at the whole picture of things, you have to understand that we're going to be given a choice extremely soon, whether we want to be wheat or tares, whether we're going to serve Almighty God or Satan. And let's make no mistake about it. Just being passive and getting along when evil is abounding is actually serving the evil one. It really is. And a lot of people are on the fence on everything, like this transgender. They just want to get along. And so if Sally wants to call herself Bob and gets mad at you if you call her her and gets mad at you if you use the wrong pronouns, well, that's not a good choice. We have to stay grounded in reality because right now reality is in short supply. It truly is. Everywhere you look, there's something that's propaganda, 
something that's lying to you, something that's causing confusion and chaos. And if you stand up against it, well, then you're the evil one. Now, my internet's still down, and so I wasn't able to research this, but I did hear about a high school. I believe it's in Minnesota. Could be wrong on that. But apparently a male student was given an assignment, and as he was up in front of his class, he added something to what he was supposed to read, and he said, boys will be boys and girls will be girls, and that's the way it is, or something to that effect. Well, the faculty and the administration of that school just went ballistic because we can't have any of that. We can't say that boys will be boys. That's horrible. And so they denied this young man graduating from high school. And I would imagine that same school district is graduating people that can't even read. I'd almost guarantee you that. But if you say boys will be boys, oh, you can't do that. See how corrupt this whole system is. It's totally corrupt. And the people that want to have one finger in one system and the other finger in another, they're actually on the wrong side of things. Because we're going to have to make a choice really soon. Now, the way God gave me this topic is I was raking hay today. And I thought, oh boy, I have to get a truth to ponder out. And I thought, well, I'm just going to pray about it and not worry about it and get my work done. It wasn't five minutes later that I had a question come into my head. And the question was, when it comes to the United States of America, which word that starts with C are we going to be loyal to? The Constitution or the corporation? And as I pondered that question, I was just flooded with all of the choices that are going to be made for us if we just sit back and let things happen. And I'm going to tell you right now that the things that are decided for you are not going to be good for you. And so I pondered that Constitution versus corporation. And obviously, I'm loyal to the Constitution of the United States of America. The corporation that is the United States is very much disconnected from the Founding Fathers and also our Constitution. And so if someone would ask me that question of which one would I support, the Constitution or the corporation, there's no doubt the Constitution. I wouldn't give it a second thought. Then I thought of all of the things that there's an either-or type of a thing that can be asked as a question. What would we do? Where would we be? Where would we stand? It's very easy to say, I'm a Christian, I'd stand with God. But under really close analysis, you might say that, but what's the fruits of your life? Do you put God first in your life, or do you put something else? When you hear someone preaching the Word of God, do you automatically roll your eyes and say, oh no, not another Bible thumper, but yet you call yourself a Christian? You know, there's lots of people out there that are that way. I know of people that their daily life was pretty much hell-bent. Everything that they did was basically serving Satan, whether they realized it or not. But yet, every one of these people would say they were a good Christian. It's easy to say that you are something when you truly feel that you are. 
But what do your actions say? If you are ever asked to decide between life or death, life meaning deny Jesus, and death meaning that you stand by Jesus and you do not deny him, what would you do? Now, most everyone would say, oh, well, I wouldn't deny Christ. Even the apostles had issues with denying Christ. And let's not forget that for 30 pieces of silver, Judas sold out Jesus, and he was an apostle. And so it's very hard for us to say, oh, of course that I would stand by Jesus, when it's very hard to do. When the world gives you a choice, what choice are you going to make? Are you going to stand up for good? Are you going to stand up for your hometown? Are you going to stand up for your family? Or are you going to stand up for the corporations and the government and the corruption and maybe your favorite senator or other lawmaker? I know there's lots of people out there that will forgive a lot of things of celebrities. Now, when I hear evil things about celebrities, especially celebrities that are using baby parts from aborted babies for skin care and other things in their life, and they're bragging about it, I will never watch or listen to that person again. But yet, since this person is a celebrity, a lot of people say, oh, well, it's fine. She can do what she wants. And a lot of the people who have this attitude claim to be Christians. Now, I'm not saying I'm the perfect Christian because I'm not. As a matter of fact, the perfect Christian does not exist, but I'm far from it. But I do know my shortcomings, and I am working on it. But it seems to me that if I was asked simple questions, yes or no, either or, those kind of questions, I wouldn't hesitate, and it wouldn't matter to me how bad I suffered, as long as I do not deny Christ and deny God and God's creation. I will not bow down to the altar of abortion. I will not bow down to the altar of transgenderism or evolution or anything else that these evil satanic people are just pushing down our throat. If you were someone that didn't know any better, you would think that little boys are really little girls and vice versa. So you would expect the little boys to eventually give birth and for the little girls to father children. That's what they're trying to push as normal. And so chaos and corruption, two more words that start with C, they rule the day. We have our Congress that's corrupt and chaotic, and they just raise the debt ceiling, and a lot of people are going, yay, they raised the debt ceiling. How utterly disgusting can our so-called leaders, who are nothing but lowly public servants, how awful can they be? Oh, this way you get your government check, you see. All they're doing is making things worse. Worse by the minute. Worse by the hour. Worse by the second. Everything is going the wrong way. And these people are happy about it. They think it's an accomplishment. If you or I would owe as much money as the government does, and we would just 
automatically give ourselves more money, knowing full well we'll never pay it back, I doubt if any creditor would be very happy with us. As a matter of fact, I know we'd have to file for bankruptcy and we'd be ruined. But you see, that's just more of the things that people are making bad decisions on. The Congress of the United States had a decision to make, and they could have said, okay, if we don't raise the debt ceiling, things are going to get really ugly. But if we do raise the debt ceiling, things are going to go beyond ugly. They're going to become deadly. And so they should have chose ugly and went ahead and swallowed that bitter pill that these people have created an awful, horrible mess in Washington, D.C. But yet, they don't want to clean it up. They want to push it down the road for the next people. And of course, when the next people get in, they'll be all bought off and they'll be tools of whatever satanic organization is running things. And they'll go ahead and raise the debt ceiling again when they're in. And I tell you this with all certainty. There's going to come a time where it cannot be kicked down the road. But it's going to be so big that the only thing that we can do is default. Then everything is going to be worthless. And all the things you worked so hard and planned so hard for is going to be gone. It's going to be ravished by the corrupt and evil people we have in Washington. And I don't care if they're Republicans or Democrats. I trust none of them. And there again, I have a choice. Do I trust the government of man or the government of Almighty God? Again, easy choice. I choose to be a citizen of the kingdom of God. And I see the corruption and I see the evil. And the Bible does say that we are to pray for and support the leaders that God does put in positions of power. But the Bible also says that we're not to follow unjust leaders and people that are corrupt and horrible like what we have right now. And I know that if the founding fathers were alive right now, the second revolution would have already happened because none of the signers of the Declaration of Independence would put up for one second with the losers we have in Washington right now. And so there's lots of choices to make. We have to be on one side or another. And a lot of people are sitting on the fence, and they want to see just what happens. They're going to see just how bad it gets. You know, recently, Tennessee banned grown men who are pretending to be women that undress and do all sorts of horrible things in front of children. And then recently, a federal judge has struck that down, saying that, that you can do these drag shows in front of young children. Our judicial system had a choice, and that judge had a choice, and of course chose Satan. And right now we have more people that are choosing Satan than ever before. If you look at every demographic, if you look at every group that's in the United States, the satanic influence is growing in all of these groups. Now, why people would choose Satan, I don't know, except I think Satan has deceived a lot of people, and there's a lot of demented people out there right now, lots of people that seem to worship evil. And I've noticed the last several years there's lots of people with gang-style tattoos and evil things that they tattoo on their body. And one young family, which really broke my heart, 
the father and the mother of the young children, and the children were about three and five years old. They had satanic sentences and also profanity tattooed on their face, on their arms, and they were raising these two innocent children. And I could just imagine one of the children someday saying, Daddy, what does that say? What does that mean? But you see, these people don't care. They've chosen. They've chosen wrong. And I know that most of the people that listen to Truth to Ponder feel that they would make the right choice if the time ever came that they had to make that hard and fast choice. But I think the time is now. I think we have to make our choices, and we have to really stand by them. We need to pray about things. We need to make sure that we're definitely in God's will. And I'm not talking about being judgmental of anyone else but yourself. I think it's time that we all did some soul searching and we decided just exactly where we stand on every issue. Everything from east and west and north and south and up and down, it doesn't make any difference. Because I truly feel that the wheat is being separated from the tares, the sheep from the goats. And I think that we need to do some separating ourselves. I'm not saying be a hermit, but I really think that there's so many things happening out there that are just purely evil that we kind of get callous to it. There are things that happen online and also on the radio and television. I don't watch television or listen to what you would call mainstream media radio at all. But every once in a while I hear stories of things that are on the television and things that they put on routinely could not have even been aired 20 years ago. It would have been way too risky to air something as controversial or as evil as what they air every day. And I guess Hollywood is really not doing well because they keep putting out these movies that are that are pushing the woke and the chaos and the transgender and all this evil. And so we can't even go see a movie and escape from the world once in a while to just watch a movie and just kick back. Because the choices have been made in the boardrooms that they're not making movies for entertainment. The movies are for indoctrination. Everything is all about indoctrination. You might say that what I'm doing on Truth to Ponder and also on my show is indoctrinating, and I don't think so. I think I'm informing. I don't want anyone indoctrinated by mankind at all. There are some that might say that the Bible is indoctrination, and and if it technically is, well, I'm for that because the Bible is the Word of God. And that's another thing you have to make up your mind on. Is the Bible truly the Word of God? Or just part of it, the part that you agree with and the part that you like. But the things you really don't want to know about or hear about, you might say, well, they just stuck that in the Bible. I don't really believe in that verse. I don't read that book of the Bible. I don't believe it belongs there. I've heard that through the years from people as they pick and choose which commandment they want to break or keep, which Bible verse they want to believe is the Word of God and which one that they don't think it's the Word of God. And all that boils down to chaos. All that boils down to is just corruption of the Word of God. And anytime man gets involved with anything, 
automatically corruption is part of it. But I made up my mind many, many years ago that the Word of God, even the parts that I don't understand or don't necessarily like to know about, they're all the Word of God. They all belong there. Every word of it. I'm one of those that takes the Bible literally. It wasn't a book of fables and fairy tales. It's the Word of God. And so there's lots of rubber-meets-the-road issues. You're going to have to decide whether you agree with something or disagree with. You're going to have to decide which side of the fence you're going to be on. And it's never-ending. Because we've had so many things thrust at us that we wouldn't commonly even question, like whether a little girl is actually a female. I mean, that's just asinine that anyone would even consider a little female as a male. It just doesn't make any sense to me. But of course, we're supposed to live in their make-believe world and be a part of their chaos. And that's one of the ways these people can decide who is on their side and who is not. And when I say their side, I'm meaning the side of Satan. Now, I don't go out of my way to pick a fight with anyone. I mind my own business and I stay to myself. But if someone would come up to me and say, well, what do you think of transgender? Of course, I would tell them exactly what I think because they ask me. I wouldn't automatically go up and just start talking to people and tell them my feelings about it. I know there are times that I get a little too bold. And I'm sure there's times where I'm not bold enough. But I think that we need to know what we know and why we know it. And we need to stand firm in our beliefs, in our convictions. Like the old gospel song, I shall not be moved. And that is something that really goes through my head every day. Just like a tree standing by the waterside, I shall not be moved. And I shall not be moved. Because I know that I'm a child of God. I know that God is my Heavenly Father. I know that Jesus Christ came and died for all of our sins. And he paid the ultimate price. And I'm eternally thankful for the plan of salvation and for God's just greatness. But it seems like lots of times people like to use that on Sunday or whatever day that they worship on that that day kind of belongs to God. They might go to a church or they might pray a little on that day. But the other times of the week, well, God's kind of in the back burner. And those days are over, folks. We have to decide who we serve. And you're only going to have one chance to make the ultimate choice whether you're going to serve God or Satan. Because time is short. I know that God is a God of forgiveness And if you repent and change and so forth, I realize that even the most evil people can take advantage of the plan of salvation, but they can't keep their evil heart. And when you repent, it's not just saying, I'm sorry. Repenting is turning away from the action that is a sin that God finds as an abomination. You have to disavow it, turn away from it, stay away from it. And sometimes God will put it on your heart that you use your testimony of just what you've been through to help others who are going through the same thing. Now, I wish this world was a better place. But if this world was a better place, then we would not have need of the plan of salvation, and we would not have any need of the sacrifice 
that Jesus laid down for all of us. This world has always been an evil place, and there's always been evil people. And now that I feel that Satan is 100% unleashed on this world, I think we're seeing the fruits of Satan and all of his minions. And every day that I go into town, I see somebody who is wearing clothing that, that lets me know that they're pretty much in Satan's back pocket. And I see people and I overhear people when I'm paying for what I'm buying and so forth. And it seems that people are really proud of their evil right now. People like to brag about how much beer they can drink or how many people they can take advantage of or fill in the blank. People are really proud of that. And it really makes me sad that there's so many people in this whole world that their focal point is nowhere in tune with the direction of what God wants them to be. And it seems that these people have totally turned their back on God and have made the decision that they don't want any part of God or God's people. Now, I know there's lots of people out there that claim to be Christians that can be very obnoxious. I've met a bunch of them, and I'm sure you have too. And as a musician, I've done some showcases with some groups that were supposedly Christian recording groups that that they had a hospitality room right next to the room I was trying to sell entertainment out of. And the things that I heard and witnessed that was going on inside of these quote-unquote Christian entertainers, it was actually heartbreaking to overhear some of the things that were said and the stories that were being told and the actions of some of these people that on the outside they were Christian artists and they were trying to sell themselves as being wholesome family entertainment. But at convention, they became regular conventionaires with all the booze and all the trappings that go with having a big convention. And so it's very important that every time that we're out representing our faith, to have enough respect for your faith to not sully it. And that really bothered me when I saw that, and I've seen it more than once. And the message that I'm trying to convey with telling you about this is the world needs Jesus right now, desperately. And if you claim to have Jesus, but you don't represent Jesus well here on this earth, then the people that really need Jesus that might be receptive might just shut off and say, well, if that's what Jesus gives you, is that kind of a lifestyle or that kind of an attitude, well, I don't want any part of it. And so we always have to remember that sometimes we're the only link that a person that really needs Jesus, we're the only link between Jesus and that person, is that they need to have a little guidance. And sometimes the guidance is just being a good example of a Christian that actually practices his or her faith. Always remember that Truth to Ponder is listener supported. So please visit the website, truthtoponder.com. Go to the support tab and follow instructions to how to donate to this ministry. Also, you can send a check or money order. You'd write the check out to Ancient Word Radio. You would mail to Truth to Ponder. P.O. Box 510, Chill Howie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chill Howie, 
Virginia. The zip code is 24319. And so what I'm trying to say is we can't just have lip service here. We have to have a commitment. And after the break, I'm going to be talking about some of the things that I've decided to do with my life. And also, I'm just going to talk about some things in general. And I'll be back after this. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. How to live in the future perfect. Coming up. Shalom Aleichem. This is Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. There's a mystery in the Hebrew language. In the Hebrew language, there's no real, absolute, past, present, or future tense. Only perfect and imperfect. Imperfect is that which is not yet. It's not complete, not done. And perfect that is that which is done or complete, finished. So the perfect tense is used for the past, but not always. The Bible speaks of things that are yet to come in the perfect tense, as if they were already done, completed, finished. Things that not are not yet, but as if they were. It says in that day, this will be as in, or Isaiah 53, spoken in the past tense, yet it's going to come because it's a perfect work. God can have a finished work that hasn't happened yet. And that's your salvation. Seeing God, you're a finished work, a finished work that hasn't happened yet. You know, you're becoming what you've already become in him. And we're to learn that secret, to live in what is not yet as if it were, the future as if it was now. Messiah said, pray, you know, uh, you're, you're on earth as it is in heaven. You see, well, heaven's not just up there. Heaven's what's yet to come but live from what's yet to come. You're born again, you're born from above, and you're born from the finished perfect work. Learn the secret of living in the future perfect work of God, the finished work of God. That it's Instead of being so concerned about your problem, start thanking God that it's already answered. Live in what is as if, what is to be as if it is. You know, in the world, you live from the beginning to the end, but in God, you live from the end to the beginning, from the perfect. God is perfect, and he has said, it is finished, therefore, be ye perfect. As your Father in heaven is perfect, for the perfect is finished from the start. Want more about this this Hebrew mystery? Ask for the Kingdom Feast or the Hebrew Mysteries. Now, what if you could receive daily vitamins guaranteed to strengthen your spiritual walk with God? A six-month supply for free? You can. With Sapphire's, your daily spiritual vitamins for Victoria's Walk... Updates on Israel, world events and prophecy, and the incredible CD, The Mystery of the Temple Doors, yours free. How do you get it? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1 for your free gifts. You will be blessed, but call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now, you can actually spread salvation around the world for real little. Through the through Shoiv Radio, from the Arctic Circle to Israel, it's the farthest way you can ever spread the gospel. How? Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. One or write me direct. I'd love to hear from you. Just write to the nice Jewish boy at box one 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 Lodi L O D I New Jersey. The zip O seventy six forty four. It's a nice Jewish boy box one 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 one. That's in Lodi L O D I New Jersey O seventy six forty four. Well, until next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend. Be perfect in Him who is perfect, Messiah Yeshua Tenu, our salvation. Welcome to part two of Truth to Ponder. This is Jim Calhoun sitting in for Bob Bierman today, and I really appreciate you tuning in. Well, the first half of the show, I was talking all about commitment and decision-making as far as deciding whether we want to be a sheep or goat or wheat or tare. And I really do think that we need to take that to heart. And everything that we do, every situation we find ourselves in, 
we need to ask ourselves if we're on the right side of things. Because things are getting really, really evil. More evil than I possibly could have imagined just five years ago. Well, I said that I was going to talk about some things that I have made up my mind to do. And I'm going to start with just prepping in general and getting ready for what I think is going to happen. I've decided to give everything over to my faith. Anytime I try to take charge of something and try to do it under my own power, I seem to flounder. But if I just leave it to God and just trust in God and have faith, things seem to go much better for me. And so I've decided that that's the best thing that I can do is just live on faith and also to be receptive and to actually listen for God and and look for times that he's guiding me. And I have a very good for instance. The first time I heard Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman, it took only a few minutes that I feel that God put on my heart that Bob Bierman is a real thing. He's a real deal. I should listen to him. I found someone worthwhile. And I think that I had that thought within the first 30 seconds of listening to him. And it wasn't anything Bob said. It was something put on my heart by God. God said, this is the guy. Listen to him. And so I was obedient into the feeling that God had laid on my heart to listen to Bob. And so I listened to Bob Beerman, and I think that I've gotten a lot of wisdom from him. And I know that he's on a mission from God. And so there are people that God is going to put in your life, and there's people he's going to take out of your life. And some of the people he puts in your life maybe are people that you wouldn't think in a million years would be put in your life. And there are other times that people are going to be taken out of your life. People that you thought would never be out of your life will just be gone. And sometimes God joins like-minded people together for certain tasks and for certain time periods. And after that time period or task is done, they kind of drift away and that seems to be normal. Just as long as everything fits in with the plan of God, and it's in God's will. And you can ascertain that by just praying over it. But I think that that's really what we need to do is just stay in prayer and really try to build our wisdom and our discernment. And we need to listen for God to be speaking to us in all different ways. And sometimes when God speaks to me, he gives me a comfort. And when I have a comfort about something, I don't care what anyone says about it. I just know that God puts it on my heart that I'm comfortable with it. And when it comes to my hay business, very few people would even consider using what I'm using. My equipment is very old. Today I used three pieces of machinery, one from 1944, one from 1947, and one from 1925. That's what I use today for my machinery. But machinery, well kept, will last forever. Like the machine from 1925, if you keep greasing it and replace any parts that may wear out, I would imagine that piece of machinery could probably go for 500 years, maybe a thousand years, because it's a 1925 model and it still operates as it did when it was brand new. And I know that I turn a lot of heads out there when I'm out with my old antiques trying to get a day's worth of work done with them.
But that's one of the things that God has put on my heart, that I'm comfortable with what I'm doing. And when I'm comfortable in my own skin, well, I think that's a joy. I think that's really something that is a blessing. And so God has blessed me with pretty much simple tastes. I don't crave anything. I don't covet anything. I don't look across the fence and see the neighbors with their $100,000 machinery that are covering more acres in a day than I can in a week. I wouldn't be comfortable operating like they're operating. I'm very comfortable with what I'm doing. And God has allowed me to be at the right place at the right time to acquire a lot of these machines. And there was an auction that I went to back in about 2003. And there's not one day that goes by that I'm not using something I bought at that auction because I bought seven pickup loads and trailer loads. So a pickup fully loaded and a trailer fully loaded. Seven loads for under $200. And I was able to buy all sorts of machinery and all sorts of repair parts and grease and oil and bolts and just things that happen at a estate sale. God put me at the right place at the right time. And for 20 years, I've been blessed by going to this one sale. And tomorrow, I'm going to use things from that sale again. And that's another thing I guess I've decided to do is to actually acknowledge when God is blessing me and audibly thank God. Thank you, God, for taking care of me. And I give him all the glory and all of the praise because when you're a child of God, God will take care of you. Sometimes he doesn't take care of you the way you think you should be taken care of, but he always takes care of you. Now, I know most people would look at what I use on a daily basis and think it's a curse because it's so old, but I'm very comfortable with it, and I enjoy what I'm doing. I enjoy what I do with what I have, and so I can put in a very hard day's worth of work, but it's not even really work because I'm enjoying what I'm doing. And that's another thing that God has given me, is just that joy of the simple things. To watch a leaf blow in the wind, to look at a sunset or a sunrise, to watch a beautiful cloud come over. There are things that God gives us on a daily basis to recharge us and to let us know that he's in control. And you have to make a choice whether you're going to take the time to actually acknowledge God and his creation and the wonderfulness of everything he does and to be on the lookout for blessings that God will give his children. I know that most people get blessed more than they actually realize. And over the last probably 10 years, I've made it a point to really hone in on when I feel that God is blessing me. And it would take me probably a week's worth of shows for me to mention all the times that God, I feel, has blessed me in a big way. And getting back to Truth to Ponder and working with Bob Bierman, God put it on my heart that not only was I to listen to Bob Bierman, I was to help him. And so I help Bob Bierman as much as I possibly can. Now, sometimes it's hard to get the shows in and done because of the schedule I keep. Like right now, it's almost midnight and I'm out in my livestock barn studio, and I put in a hard day's worth of work, and I haven't had supper yet. 
because I worked until dark and it was time to do Truth to Ponder. But see, that's another choice. I'm not complaining whatsoever. God put it on my heart to do whatever it took to help Bob Beerman. And so after I get done recording this, I will have a nice supper, and then I will sit down and edit for a couple hours. And that's just the way it goes. And the reason I'm telling you this is I feel that God has given me some tasks to do. And so I do my best not to let God down. And Bob Beerman is a friend of mine, and I don't let my friends down. And I truly feel that Bob Beerman is doing God's work. And any little thing that I can do to help Bob with his mission, I will do. And I know that Bob has went above and beyond to help me. He's helped me in ways that he probably doesn't know that I have a suspicion that he was behind a few things, but I'm sure he was. I've been blessed several times by several people that know Bob Bierman, and I think it's all connected. And that's another thing that I have to say about working with Bob Bierman and also having my own show, is that I'm being blessed with getting to meet, maybe not physically, but get to know by email and so forth, some extremely wonderful people. And so all is not lost. There's wonderful people out there. And maybe the only time we can get together is is on the radio or on a podcast. Maybe that's the only way that we're going to connect. But it seems to be working because there's a very loyal group of very wonderful people that I'm getting to know. And that alone is worth all of the effort that I have to do that I do the Wednesday program for Bob Beerman. Just that mere fact that there are so many wonderful people out there that have contacted me that I'm getting to know that it feels like that I'm a part of another family. And that's a very good feeling. And so there again, that's another way that God has blessed me. He's blessed me in so many ways. So I do my best to make the right choices on everything that I do. Now I know that I fall short just like everyone else. But I do know that if I catch myself, let's say, fudging things a bit, maybe going to a gray area that really there is no gray area to be had, it's either black or white, and I find myself kind of, let's say, straying a little bit, I never make an excuse of anything that I do like that. I own up to it. And I apologize to Almighty God for letting him down in that way. I think that we're heading into a time when we're going to have an awful lot of issues, issues that are going to define us as people, not as children of God so much, but as of carnal people walking the face of this earth. We're going to have our moments to either shine or to be a miserable failure. We're going to have our moments that are going to be glorious or maybe disastrous, depending on what choices you make. I do know that we live in interesting times, maybe too interesting once in a while, but I know that we're going to be refined by fire. We're going to be facing all sorts of trials and tribulations that we don't want to face, but we have to face them on a very firm foundation. So if your foundation, as far as your belief system, is built on sand, or is built on your feelings, what you feel like today, 
or maybe will feel like tomorrow, you have to understand that when the going gets really tough, you're going to fail. And I think that it's really time to commit. And not to commit to someone or something, but commit to your true self. Commit to being the best you that you can be, while at the same time knowing that God is the one that made you, and God wants you to be part of his plan, and God wants you to live with his word and be guided by his word, and he wants to be plugged in. He wants a relationship. So that's something that we really have to do unequivocally, and that's commit. I think it's interesting that I keep coming up with these words that start with the letter C today. But we have to commit. We have to commit. We have to be steadfast. We have to know that we know and why we know it. And we have to stand up for what's right. And deep down, God gives us all a sense of what's right and what's wrong. And when you're not doing something right, you're doing something very wrong. Don't ever stand up for that. Repent for that. Apologize for that. And move on. Make a commitment to yourself that you'll do better next time. One thing that I know that people are having an issue with is a lot of people feel that they're totally powerless right now. And nothing is further from the truth. You have the power of Almighty God. So you have all the power that you need. It's already there. You just simply need to tap into it and use it and grow it. Personally, I try to grow my faith each and every day because I know that without faith, I'm nothing, absolutely nothing. Because like I said earlier in the show, if it's up to me and my plans, I generally don't do so well. But if I live in faith and truly try to plug into God's direction that he wants me to go, Things go so much better for me, and I hope that you have the same experience, that as you grow your faith and acknowledge God's blessings, that actually your faith will grow and you'll see more blessings in your life. Well, I've really been on my soapbox today, and I really do understand that, but I think that it's time that we started taking things a lot more serious as Christians. I know a lot of us like to think about the birth of Jesus and the resurrection and the fact that he died for us. And of course, we should focus on that. But we have a tendency to not look at the final chapters. And mainly, I'm talking about the book of Revelation. That there are some bad things coming down the pike. And there's some really awful experiences that I think that we're going to have to go through. And we have to be very strong, and we have to be very loyal, as far as loyal to our God. And we have to not take anything for granted. In other words, we really need to up our game. And if we can do that, then things are going to be a whole lot better, at least us getting through these hard times. I know that the people that have no faith that are going to be facing these same tribulations that we all are going to face, I would not want to be them. I would not want to have that type of just 
no foundation under me whatsoever and tried to face just basically hell on earth. And I think that we always need to be an example of how a Christian acts and and we need to show that we do have the light of Christ. There's multitudes of choices we have to make almost every day. And it never used to be that way. It used to be you could kind of have a general game plan of how you were going to conduct your life and you would go ahead and set about your goals and then you would just do it. But right now I don't think anyone has any answers to life's questions because we don't even know what the questions are anymore. And that's really sad. Trying to plan for things that you have no idea what's going to happen as far as are we planning for Armageddon? Are we planning for a nuclear holocaust? Are we planning for another Great Depression? Are we planning for violence in the streets? Just exactly how do we prepare for just all these multitudes of things that may happen. One thing I am sure of is that other than Almighty God and Him blessing us with others who are like-minded, I don't think we have a lot of help that we can seek. I know that our government agencies and our school systems and our injustice system and the medical profession, all of those institutions are broken right now. And I really don't think that you're going to get any help from any of them. Now, I know I'm speaking just for personal experience here, but I know that after I found out I was being farmed by the medical profession, after I really took a good close look at it and stepped away from it, I actually feel better. I have less stress in my life. I have less anxiety. I have My blood pressure is lower just since I got out of that system. Now, there may come a time where I'll need a doctor and I'll have to jump back in the system, but right now I have no plans to do so. But still, everything comes down to choices. Any situation that we find ourselves in is the sum total of all of the choices we made throughout our life up to this point. And it's never too late to turn things around. But I think now is the time to turn things around if your life is not going in a way that is pleasing to God and you see the fruits of what you're doing are not the fruits that God would want to bless you with. And so we need to take stock and we need to understand that now is the time. Why wait till tomorrow to fix things that you know need to be fixed? I know that lots of times I've been my own worst enemy. And I know a lot of you can relate to that. And it seems like sometimes the harder I try, the more I fall apart or fall behind. And I can name daily examples of me trying to get ahead in a certain place on the ranch out here or any of my other endeavors. And I find that I've just got roadblock after roadblock and a lot of technical small things that just keep things from being smooth. And that's almost a daily occurrence around here. And yes, it does get old. But lots of times I look back in retrospect and I see that I was trying to push things too hard. I was trying to take things too fast or make things too big for me to handle. And so I've been taking stock of some of the things that I've been doing and how I've been managing my life. 
And so far, I think I've cleaned up a little bit of the issues that I think I have. But, but since I'm just a lowly sinner, I have lots of issues to clean up in my life. And I do understand that I need to work at it. And I need to pray about it. I need to stay vigilant. And also, I'm very comfortable of mentioning any flaw that I would have or any shortcomings, anything I need to overcome. Because that just gives me more resolve to overcome the issues that I need to overcome. I know that I'm a fighter. And by that, I mean when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And and I know that I'm more tough than I am intelligent. And so I just let my toughness kick in. And sometimes I have to gut things out. But generally, I will persevere. But as I've touched on before, If I try to do it under my own power, then I'm less likely to succeed than if I do it by faith. And I'm so thankful I have the gift of faith. And if you feel that you don't have the amount of faith in your life that you would like, that is something to really work on and pray about. I'm really big on perseverance. I'm really big on faith. I'm really big on stepping out on the sea and just letting God be in control. Sometimes I get into trouble when I do that, but it's not because God wasn't there. It's because I dropped the ball. And we do have to be realistic and careful of what we want. Plus, we can't just use God as a genie and and rub the magic lamp and then command God to do things for you. It just doesn't work that way. Everything has to be in accordance with God's will. And deep down, I think we know if we're living a lifestyle that would be pleasing to God. I would like to think that everyone that listens to Truth to Ponder has that much of a knowledge of God and has that much of a knowledge of faith and of God that they do know when they're walking the walk and when they're not. And believe me, walking the walk is not as easy as it is just to say, I'm walking the walk and talking the talk. Well, talking the talk is easy. Walking the walk is extremely hard. And again, I have to mention the apostles. Just look at the life of the apostles. And if the apostles struggled, well, then it stands to reason that so will we. So just keep the faith, keep strong, keep steady, keep making the best decisions that you possibly can. Try to build your life one hour at a time, one day at a time, one year at a time, and put that all together and make one successful life out of the whole conglomerate of all these different times that you've made the right decisions. Because I truly want the best for each and every one of you. Well, this show has been kind of odd to do because you probably noticed some background noise here and there, and also definitely there was a difference in audio quality. Well, I had a hard drive on a computer die on me while I was recording this episode. And so I had to change computers, and when I did that, the computer that I had to use did not have the recording software that I normally record with. And so I had to use what I think was a lesser program, because I was doing this after midnight, and I'm on a deadline, so I didn't have a chance to redo that. But the noise in the background, I have a litter of barn cats that I saved, four of them, 
and they were wild as the wind, and I've tamed them down, and now they feel like they have to be with me 24 hours a day. And the little scratching around you heard in the background from time to time are four very adorable kittens that are playing tag running up and down my leg as I try to record. So this has been a literal zoo that I've had to deal with on this episode. But I feel that we all have obstacles we have to overcome. Now, having some kittens to play with is not much of an obstacle, but when you lose a hard drive and then you're not set up on your other computer yet to record. Now, I'm back on a real old computer that has the right software, and in all my editing, I had to edit out enough kitten noise that I was short on time. And so I had to add this little part in, and I thought I would explain the audio on the show. But I really do appreciate all of you who listen, and I appreciate all you who hang in there with me. I've been on quite a growth curve. But I do know this. I love Bob Behrman. I love Truth to Ponder. And I love visiting with you every Wednesday. And so I really am thankful for your time. I always enjoy my time with the great audience of Truth to Ponder. And I do want to thank Bob Bierman again for allowing me to come to you each Wednesday. And I try my best to inform and to try to uplift. And I know sometimes that some of the things I talk about are pretty bleak. And other times I kind of get on my soapbox like today. And a lot of the things I said in this show, I've said in other shows. But that's what God has put on my heart today. We have to choose, and then we have to commit, and we have to really stand steadfast and build everything on a firm foundation. And of course, that firm foundation is Almighty God. Any other foundation is nothing but sand. Well, I hope that you got something from today's message. I really do appreciate you tuning in today. And I would ask that you consider donating to Truth to Ponder. So please visit the website, truthtoponder.com. Go to the support tab and follow instructions to how to donate to this ministry. Also, you can send a check or money order. You'd write the check out to Ancient Word Radio. You would mail to Truth to Ponder, P.O. Box 510, Chill Howie. C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E Chill Howie, Virginia The zip code is 24319 Thanks again for tuning in, folks. Until next time, be strong, be brave, stay in prayer, and always remember, replace fear with faith. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.